Welcome back to the, the podcast, um, which we did decide on a name, right? Oh, yeah. I couldn't help but gossip. <laughs> That's so stupid. We're the only podcast doing a uh, episode by episode compare and contrast to Sex in the City and Gossip Girl. <laughs> Watching the material deterior- deterioration of New York City. Um, I'm OK Vox, and with me is... And I'm Eric Kostick-Williams, Canadian correspondent from Toronto. <laughs> you're also the, you're the expert of the pod, and I'm the um, newbie. I've never seen any of the show, so every every viewing is my first time, and you've watched both of them. Yeah, and then, like, concurrently, you are the NYC expert, and then I... Just like to visit a couple times a year <laughs> and be like, ooh, wow. <laughs> you're, you're fully assimilated into New York City culture be, because you're such a fag. So it's like enough. Like, yeah, totally. you know enough. You know enough just by virtue of that. Because that's a huge, huge part of our, of what New York is. <laughs> yeah. And I've done posters for enough like weird Brooklyn sex parties that people are like, oh yeah, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto is just a big suburb of New York, so <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> suburb the film industry. Suburb, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh well How's your week? What have you been how, up to? How was my week? Um I don't Oh, I had my um my clown class finale show. Oh my god. I was taking clown I classes. <laughs> uh I I liked it. I um it was uh it was at this like weird venue um that was gigantic and like new and it felt very like um I don't know, like uh like this is the venue where we do all of our 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 dance class shows, our improv class shows. It's like that. It's like a venue for that purpose, kind. Of. Yeah. Uh, but it was like so. It was like I was fine. Um, I I got to um do a direct. I was directing, which was fun for me. Um. Uh, but I really like clown. Um, it, I think it's helped me be better at uh being on stage in front of people. Um, yeah, because I've been doing more drag stuff, and clown is like a really good intersection of like comedy and drag to me. So to me, it's like a really good fit because um, it's got the fun theater history stuff that I like. Um, oh my god, it like um in a non derogatory way, it makes a lot of sense for you. I love it. <laughs> no, it is derogatory. It's fine. Uh. <laughs> no, it does make a lot of sense. And I, I I really like it cuz I I've never really quite fit in with the comedy scene and I've always been always been in the drag scene but never as a performer, so I'm trying to like step my pussy up. Yes. Well, you had your big debut at Straight to DVD 
like a yeah. month or two ago. I forget. My sense of time is like yeah, no, yeah. yeah, no, it was last month and I, I was really happy with that. And then a spooky thing. You want to hear about my spooky thing that happened? Oh, yeah. Like, because astrologically, I guess, I'm I'm more woo-woo than ever before, post-pandemic. I was never that. I mean, Lucia kind of got me to be more woo-woo. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay, so it's like Pisces time, and then it's also Virgo time. Um, and I'm uh, a Pisces and double Virgo moon and rising. Oof. And this this crazy thing happened where I had dedicated my performance to two of my dead friends who were both like musicians, like who basically to me, like died of exhaustion, like long story short, died of exhaustion. And like, um, I have a friend, uh, my, my friend Raphael who books a lot of, he has a great show coming up at our wicked lady on, on the fourth. Um, and he, he and I became friends when I, first started working at the bookstore um because i was i was wearing the shirt of one of the dead friends and he was like oh my god i was at the funeral and i was like i was there too oh my god it's crazy we never met and so then we became friends and then flash forward to like two years later like today um uh or like yesterday and i was like i was telling Raphael about my performance that's like yeah i dedicated it to, to you know our friend our friend riota from love spread but then also my friend Jared, um, who I I grew up with, and he and he like he like like he like started like tearing up, and he was like, "You knew Jared, like isn't oh, that crazy? Isn't that fucking nuts? Yeah. Oh my god! Like that we we both had like like a serious connection with these two musicians, but then like our only recently kind of friends are so I don't know, I don't know." kind of blew my mind that was very sweet though i don't know and like i I imagine it makes what seems like a huge city suddenly feel like not so huge in a comforting way i don't know no i really feel like our our little bushwick scene that got massively displaced you know like you know why i'm so passionate about like like housing organizing and like uh like politics (laughs) is a lot because that Bushwick scene, like we really wanted it to, to last and we really didn't want to be part of the problem. And like, we failed. Right. And, uh, Oh, so I think about that. Don't be too hard. on. We didn't really fail. Cause there's, <laughs> there's, there's still some, there's still so many of us. We're just kind of scattered to the winds and then we find each other again. And it's like crazy. Oh yeah. No, that's great. <laughs> like we're able to find each other again. I don't know. I feel like it's similar over here. Um, we had like, what was vaguely called like a West End kind of queer scene and community. Um, mm-hmm. And pretty much all those venues are gone now. But yeah, I feel like, and a few people just like aged out of it or moved away, et cetera, especially during COVID. But yeah, we have little moments where we reconverge. Um, I've been doing a monthly like weeknight party start that we started over the winter at this like teeny tiny new bar in my neighborhood and we're calling the night flop um (laughs) kind of in the spirit of like uh like yeah just like walking past our old like neighborhood haunt the beaver and just you could walk by on like a tuesday or wednesday and just see friends you knew in the window and like someone playing like cool music um so yeah, we wanted to start it start it up like in contrast to the nightlife vibe 
uh, post lockdown where I feel like the cover is always like $30, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it's very, which like, you know, it's like warranted in some cases, like we want, we want organizers and performers to be paid for the work they do. But um, when it's only that it starts to like feel a little self serious and kind of intense. So yeah, it's also like it it goes it's like sh- the era of venues that we're in right now is very much like catering to the like new tech people in a sure. neighborhood. Yeah. And like it's like yeah, gouge them, get their money, like <laughs> for sure. Um but it's also like you need to have these local shows for us, for us stragglers in our little grandma'd in apartments Uh, trying to make it work (laughs) and like it goes without it's kind of goes without sayings like obvious to say but um when the cover is like always 30 dollars, eventually like it's only gonna be shitty people coming like i don't know yeah i mean uh, (laughs) cautionary tale new york city like look at nowadays look at um uh what's happening market hotel is doing like a rebrand to like exclusively cater to like electronic nightlife stuff and not do any bands or not do any like music stuff and it's like it dollars and cents make sense because you know there's just a computer and a and a crj and you don't have to think about like a a a sound person you have to think about like a bunch of other equipment falling apart um uh but it uh sucks also (laughs) yeah i like weirdly ended up going to like toronto's like boiler room night (laughs) a few weeks ago um yeah a friend was like selling a ticket at the last minute and i was like bored and like lonely in the depths of winter and was like curious to go but the venue they put they had it at was like very impressive and big like i'd never been before but it was like literally like almost out in the suburbs like it took i think an hour plus on the bus each way like just like yeah a little much (laughs) yeah that's kind honestly it's the same here because like yeah our i feel like our kind of boiler roomy stuff happens at knockdown center which is like yeah i've heard about that far far for most people for me it's not that far but for (laughs) most people it's pretty far (laughs) (laughs) i live out in the fucking middle of nowhere so (laughs) i I like where you live i don't know it doesn't feel that middle of the nowhere these days oh not anymore they're all coming they follow me wherever i go i have to watch my fucking back (laughs) (laughs) yeah gone Um, the quaint days of our gal pals just uh hanging out in manhattan in the late 90s i was just gonna fucking say our fucking girls man it was a while since i watched this because we couldn't get our, oh, yeah. um shit together for a little bit and couldn't record but no it's okay um it uh i'm looking through my notes and i'll just like read my notes verbatim yeah no um, i'd love to hear what you thought of it <laughs> this is the episode where um it's still like early season one vibes where they're like talking at the camera a lot. The girls are like glam, but not like not glam as we've come to know them. Like I feel like they're they're normal to me. Yeah, they're very like pre makeover. She's all that vibes, you know, like right. with the glasses on, where it's like right. oh. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I I wrote skip intro. Who would dare? <laughs> oh my god, forgot about it. Yeah, I love that intro. It's not hurting anybody. <laughs> and I love the very um '90s thing of uh, I I don't even think this was true in the '90s. I don't know. Citation needed on um a a, a bus ad for her column in the newspaper oh my god yeah like what <laughs> fuck i don't think that was real back then either <laughs> it's been a fantasy from day one <laughs> um and then we get to the sports agent storyline and uh miranda meets a sports agent in an elevator um and is called his intellectual beard which is i I can already sense the theme happening with Miranda, that she's the queer one. Ah! <laughs> Spoiler alert for 15 years later. <laughs> that will happen someday. Unfortunately, not in the original security. show, which is weird. Like, I feel like... Um, the clues are there. Yeah. And it would have been... I think it would have been a cool decision when they were doing the original show. Like, it would have been cool to make... Miranda kind of queer from the get but that I don't know that might have been too spicy for whatever I think it's like if you're if you're sniffing out the eggs it's there Mm. well you had some thoughts about um Skipper Skipper, who like makes another appearance this episode Skipper's a they she if I've ever seen one (laughs) (laughs) and in this episode like also has some like slight incel vibes. Yes. Like he's like freaking totally. out that she's not returning his calls. Yeah. And is just yep. like stalking her a little bit. And I'm just like, ooh, take a hint, bro. But then sh- I wrote, so it literally my wrote, I wrote Femcel Miranda. Oof. Yeah. Cause she, <laughs> she does it too. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um yeah and then uh you know they they have all this shit to say about like um hot women are dumb or whatever that's kind of the theme of the episode um right yeah like but, interviewing the model in the park and like etc yeah but it's not that bad it's not that pithy as i like it's it's a little more nuanced i think yeah. it's not as bad as i thought it was gonna be but like because then we get we get to um Carrie watching the porno, and I love that. I love oh Carrie watching the porno. I'm obsessed. So yeah, so this like guy who sleeps with models is also secretly <laughs> filming all of his sex encounters. But what I'm obsessed <laughs> with is that he's not only like broadcasting the sex tapes, but they're like being projected on this like Namjoon Peck yes like, stack of TVs. <laughs> it's so intense. His painting work sucks. He's like, and he's like, yeah, my painting work sucks because I'm uh, secretly a video art. A 90s yeah, he's a video artist. Giving <laughs> <laughs> like 90s Jeff Koons vibes a little bit. Doing like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing like porno. Yeah, porno Namjoon Pike on the side. <laughs> Lynn Hirschman, Leeson, like stack of shit. Um. Because I feel like she's, like, initially, like, um, 
like what the fuck about it but then she's like you know this installation looks kind of sick like <laughs> she's into it she's yeah. uh she's literally like can i have a cigarette she's like, right yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh so i loved that scene i loved carrie being like i'm gonna watch this porn <laughs> Yeah, again, like, whenever you look up season one, it always has a much lower rating than the seasons that follow. But I, I don't know, underrated. I'm having a great, like, having a great time. I love oh, it. I'm so They glad. just seem, like, they seem like the closest approximation to somebody I would maybe know a little bit. Yeah, like, don't get used to it, but. Yeah, I know. But, like, right now, I'm like, yeah, I'd go to the fucking yaffa type cafe at the what i don't know <laughs> i don't know sure like i don't i don't i don't hang out with that many straight women but like, some of them <laughs> i have some some straight women friends um yeah okay how can how can speaking of that how can anyone that gorgeous be straight that is a quote i wrote down oh my god um i think from stanford about his underwear model obsession. Mm. <laughs> um, and I think he's onto something. But then Carrie goes home with the model and becomes the modelizer because she's writing about men who date models, but then she kind of starts dating a model almost. Such a girl boss. She's really showing them. They're flipping the gender and <laughs> It's I, I I I honestly I really like this episode because it is just like it is just showing like them complaining about something and then they do the same thing. Totally. And I love that like uh culminating scene where Samantha gets with the sports agent guy and she's like, I wanna be videotaped. Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, not the sports agent. That's the oh. um the model fucker. Yes, yes, that's what I mean. Um yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. she like Samantha. She, she requests that he plugs in the Namjoon Pike stack of TVs <laughs> live feed of them fucking. Honestly, that seems well, maybe fun, maybe like horrific. Depend would depend how I feel <laughs> about my body <laughs> in that moment of that day. But yeah, she. I think it's fun. She, like they always treat Samantha as like delusional because she's like, oh, he he thinks I'm a model. Um, and <laughs> yeah, because she finds out from Carrie that like he only fucks models, and then he or like whatever, or does the videotaping, and he's like, oh well, I only videotape models, and she's like, no, I want to be videotaped. At a girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Like it's like every single time. It's like you know Samantha, Miranda, Carrie, all three of them have a thing where they're like. Isn't it nuts when men do this thing and then then they're, <laughs> then they're I, like into it and they do it anyway? <laughs> <laughs> that's the girl bossery of it all. And that's, you know. It, yeah, honestly work. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the worst line was the model was like, he was like, oh, he's the model with the heart of gold. He has thoughts and feelings after all. He, maybe he's not so dumb. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he's like, I want to be a cop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's 
just like hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um and there was I, I wrote down there was a line about rent control and I'm like god damn um oh yeah is there uh it's like in relation to uh her like her like the start of her pursuit of Mr. Big right like that happens at the end of the episode yeah I think it's like it's her being like that's I don't know that's like crazier than a rent control department overlooking the park Ah, uh, and then I yeah when as I heard her say that line I couldn't help but wonder about my <laughs> rent control department overlooking the parking lot <laughs> building behind mine but you know I no but I could kind of relate I was like same girl <laughs> oh for sure yeah no they're still down to earth enough for us to see them that's, a, uh, that's how I feel about them right yeah, now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. No, I haven't watched the first season in, I don't know, like five years or something. So it's very, like, very refreshing to revisit because more of my Sex and City rewatch in recent times has been the later seasons in the movies, which are just, mm, like... Crazy. It would actually be funny for you to go to jump from season one to, like, the second movie or something. <laughs> they go to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> yeah, I know they go. Yeah, they go to. <laughs> and it's like two and a half hours long. It's, it's oh like, God. I don't know. Because <laughs> you mentioned you were a little under the weather today. If you end up getting like fully sick and out oh of your God. mind, you should watch it. <laughs> it's a really good okay. sick movie. <laughs> yeah, it is like, a, it's like a test of like endurance or something. Like if I'm going to be able to keep up with the pace i'm on or i mean maybe i'll pick up the pace for the next episode and watch a couple or something but yeah i was kind of i mean i love doing this um but it's a lot of episodes <laughs> like it, it could episode. be in our best interest to like to pick up the shift to like a few episodes at a time or something well we have to for gossip girl anyway because there's more gossip there's more. girl has something like like 120 episodes or something Oh my god. Yeah. And every episode is like the same of Gossip Girl. There's like... I feel like I'm going to drop it. culminates in a big party. There's a misunderstanding or five at the party. People's it's allegiances. It's after school minute. program. It's, it's <laughs> like watching Degrassi. It's like... Totally. Yeah. It's so boring. It's so boring. Compared to Sex in the City. Um, and it bad for my brain but i mean the uh, whatever it's all bad for my brain but no gossip girls especially bad for my brain though i might have said on the last episode like i've been um after reading gossip girl fanfic novella i like launched into watching the whole thing um and sometimes i'll watch like four episodes in a row and then i like feel like really bad like in my heart <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm going, because in my own rewatch, I'm starting season four, but then I'm also like rewatching season one for this. I'm just like, oof. Yeah, like there's progression sort of, but it's also completely. Don't feel like, don't feel like you have to. Don't feel like you have to rewatch. Like <laughs> no, just... it's, no, it's good because there are like little details I forgot about. Um, yeah, I guess like the gist of the second Gossip Girl episode is like. Um, and th I watched the third too. Oh, oh, I don't remember the third as well, but that's okay. We can talk about it too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna have to. We have to pick up the pace. We have to pick the up. The crucial pace. thing I wanted to mention 
and forgot to mention. And then friend of the pod, Garrett Young mentioned on secret Twitter was um, Dan's flop musician father's like slutty little like necklace that had a really strong presence in the first few episodes. I think he ditches it at some point, but it's, yeah, it's like thick black string tied leather. Real tight. It's just a string. Yes. It's just a string of leather. A string of leather tied tight with like a like unbuttoned like denim shirt. Oh my god! Or V neck. Like yeah. holy shit! Like this man. <laughs> Sucking and fucking. <laughs> He's really the whore of the biggest whore of the show, like a hundred. Completely, yeah. Like they say, whore so much in this show. Hmm. They say whore, so they say whore. Oh yeah. Um, Serena and Blair have like their crucial confrontation about Serena fucking Blair's boyfriend, where Blair is like, "I always knew you were a whore. Didn't know you were a liar as well." <laughs> <laughs> Christ, your line read great, great. It's it's so funny because I I did my like um COVID Sopranos watch oh, yeah. like of, of all of it and like it's like I kept in my brain like replacing when they say horror with like the uh, Soprano guy saying whoa she was a whoa <laughs> like like the complete opposite. <laughs> God, no spoiler alert i think uh blair and serena have like frenemy arcs like twice a season on average but it's then, so wild yeah but then those girls make up within like half an hour it's a whole thing well yeah i guess here i guess i'll read some some of my yeah what oh, were your I, vibes i wrote this shit is like training videos. I don't know what I meant by that. I think I meant like, oh, HR. I wrote HR training. There, that's how it is. Have you ever watched like, have you ever had to do like sexual harassment? Like, like mon. They're called um modules. Modules. Oh no, but I know of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's the vibe of Gossip Girl. Is like, like. Oh, like, like what not to do? What not to do? Or like interacting with people? <laughs> like, or here's here's how you interact with, like, or here's how a bad interact. Like, did you spot the sexual harassment? Did you spot like that? <laughs> no, but I mean, like, yeah, I know, like mid to late two thousands, like everything was good to go back then. I don't know, <laughs> it was normal. It's like slut whore. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then the okay, the other thing is like the mirror of the siblings, the two sets of siblings in the show using each other as therapy. Yes. Was something I took note of. Um you know, the young the young brother with a heart of gold, aka gay. Yeah, gay brother is like the one almost in a one-dimensional way, he's like the voice of reason throughout the show. And I mean, we're not supposed uh, to know that yet, right? <laughs> yeah, spoilers, spoilers, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> the kid with a uh, with a Nick Carter haircut. It... <laughs> oh, totally. And weirdly, like kind of a TikTok haircut when you look back, like it. Oh, sure. Came back around. Um, it totally came back around. But it feels like um, 
it's like part of the role but also the actor's vibe i read some interview with him mm-hmm. where apparently um he was approached about becoming like a full-time cast member but he was like i don't think i want to do this show all the time <laughs> i think i just want a guest star like it's kind the of intense. integrity the yeah. integrity of the fag on the show I yeah love so i think it's like i think some of that isn't acting <laughs> <laughs> Wow. He's very much like that meme of like Hillary Clinton walking into the messy apartment with like ferns and shit everywhere, <laughs> looking around confused. Like he's like he's totally on a different show. He's like, what? Where am I? Because <laughs> I, I think that was the third, because I think I forget which one it was, but yeah, the, so what happens in the third episode, I think, is the, um, uh, all of the Ivy Leagues uh, have like um, special little like um, I don't know what I remember what they call them like administrators, and they all have a party, and then like um, there's different students who are picked to be matched with the different Ivy Leagues and like kind of be their escort at the party. Oh yeah, and um, the 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 main arc is that dan wants to go to i don't remember which one um and what's his name nate oh, are they all trying to go to yale or something i forgot no, um what's her name's going to yale um the brown-haired girl's going to yale <laughs> um serena oh blair blair's going to yale serena is uh i don't remember i don't remember and then the um, Dan and Nate both want to go to Dartmouth. I don't know. Yeah. Dartmouth? Yes. Um, and his like, and Nate's like scary, like finance dad is like pushing him to Dartmouth. And he doesn't even want to go to Dartmouth. He wants to go to like, he wants to go to Brown or something. He wants to go to California. He wants to go to California. I um, can never, uh, I can never unsee uh charlie's interpretation in gossip girl fanfic novella of nate as like trans mask like it's so there i don't know i love love it it. yeah (laughs) (laughs) that he like transitioned really 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 young and is just like (laughs) (laughs) um no i yeah that's yeah i totally buy it but yeah so then the the big the big fight is that Blair does a thing where it's uh, she's on the charity committee for the party and she has um, the sponsor be the rehab center that Serena's brother is at. Sick burn. Yeah. Because she thinks she's burning Serena for having alcohol problems, but really she doesn't know that it's the brother there for suicide attempts. Yeah. No, I do. Uh, they do like write that shit decently. Those like little like humanizing moments where they're like, "Oh shit, maybe I went a little too far." Yeah, yeah. Keeps can you, can you uh, identify? Can you identify where Blair went too far <laughs> in her being mean to Serena? <laughs> Was it when? <laughs> Was it when at the party she told everyone at the party that Serena had an alcohol problem and all of the colleges the administrators were there? 
<laughs> I'm also just obsessed with the uh, relentless, like, fashion and music moments of the times. Um, right. Like episode two opening up with Rihanna, Shut Up and Drive. And that was that, it would come in throughout. Oh, uh, right? yeah. But I'm sure that was expensive to license. So they're just like, let's just had it going on stop, you know, we got it. The narrative uh device. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have uh like Chuck has these like two women in bed and as they're getting dressed they're like putting on their like tiny vests because like everyone is still rocking a tiny vest. And well, like they they work at the hotel also. Oh that's true, yeah. But even if they didn't like No, it's true. Everyone's rocking a tiny vest. They have their work vest and then they're like for funsies vest. <laughs> like when they finish their shift, they take one off and put another one on. <laughs> <laughs> and like I had I rocked a vest constantly. Oh me too. I'll admit oh. it for sure. I have a still have a bunch of them. <laughs> There's that great um I love Brooklyn's role in Gossip Girl. Um yeah. like yeah. when Serena's bougie mom is like stopping by Brooklyn she's like I wrote it down she's like I'd like to get out of here before someone throws me down and tattoos me (laughs) 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 you'll die too there's uh later on like in season three they go to a Brooklyn art opening and it's like the most cringy like attempt at approximating like whatever they think the vibe is but you know, you know better than me. Maybe they got it right. Yeah. We'll Honestly, have- the first episode where they're at a Brooklyn gallery, it's they're using an actual Brooklyn gallery that I recognize. Um, oh. I I can't I I have to like I have to actually research what the name is, but it's like it's this one. Yeah, yeah. It and it, it that seemed normal, but I'm excited to see more. I, I was calling it pierogi as a shorthand, but it might not have been pierogi. It might have been a different one. <laughs> I hope um, that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I also wrote down that this is just rich girl as told by Ginger, which also goes with the like HR training videos vibe. Oh, yeah. Did you ever watch as told by Ginger? I know of it, but I don't think I ever watched it. <laughs> I feel like you should watch an episode of of it because it's um it is just this, but it's um it's younger kids and they're in the suburbs. Oh, but otherwise it's like the same. We could just keep chaotically tossing other shows into the mix. Um, and the theme song is sung by Macy Gray. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll force you to watch some girls. I feel like that's where the real trauma will start for oh, you. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, Maybe a dash of Rock City as well. <laughs> Oh God! I have watched a few Broad. I don't like it. Broad no. City to me, it's like um, Friends, and it's like terrible depiction of New York. Um, yeah, but. the first season's charming because it's like um, I don't know. I think like the actors are probably a little closer to the vibes they're portraying. But it's one of those shows where there's very quickly, because I think they write and direct most of it themselves. Mm. But you can tell as early as like the second or third season, they stop knowing how to write about what their characters are going through, you know? Like it starts to become a bit of a mockery of like whatever they think 
like young like middle to lower class kids in new york are up to yeah that's that's yeah i i guess it's like that's the thing it's like i i'm curious but i also don't want to watch fucking three seasons of uh, like goddamn like <laughs> <laughs> give me you a gotta watch the Hillary clinton episode at least <laughs> uh, i have seen the clips of that and like one of my favorite artists doc future did like a, a re-edit of it where it's like instead of hillary clinton being revealed it's sonic <laughs> oh i saw that that's the fucking <laughs> best <laughs> i forgot about that ah! <laughs> so, so much better um <laughs> uh, okay where were we where were we um i wrote i wrote down i'm not the warped tour uh, also about um, indie rock dad. I'm oh not the God, warped tour. Real, yeah. I'm um, not the warped tour. You wish. <laughs> <laughs> wish he was though. <laughs> Could you imagine him in hot topic gear? That'd be sick. <laughs> I can. He's like he has crazy sex appeal. I that actor is hot. <laughs> yeah. I, what is his deal? I gotta look up his name or whatever. Yeah, and don't know. Like, don't care. He's just nice to look at. Um, then I have two pages of notes. Okay. At my top of my second page says, um, this world is crazy and I'm a whore. <laughs> Honestly, like maybe the most relatable thing <laughs> on that show, like Sam. <laughs> and then I wrote down, um, even more br brutal music cues, uh, something to believe. So give me something to believe. Oh yeah. For I am living just breathe. <laughs> yeah, I could probably kill that at karaoke, honestly. Yeah, I mean, um, you just get fuck. The music <laughs> are amazing and really like carbon date the episodes to like the specific like months that they came out. It's amazing. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. <laughs> um, and awful to hear, awful to remember that song, awful to remember that I know all the lyrics to that song. Just awful. Oh yeah, it's like muscle memory, some of that stuff. It's like <laughs> something. Yeah. Um oh I like the way you can tell that Gossip Girl is written by a man, um, because uh all of the like allegories are war allegories. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like one one of the lines I wrote down was like, um, the universe, the uniform of B's private army is the mom dress. What what I forgot what the mom's name is. Um, Eleanor. Ele yeah. Yes. The, yeah. The uniform of B's private army is the Eleanor dress. <laughs> that was like one of the Gossip Girl lines. Um, I'd love to get the scoop on the writers because, like, I'm always curious um whether it's like gay guys straight guys like i don't know maybe that's we gotta have charlie on charlie knows all that stuff oh yeah <laughs> oh my gosh yeah let's make that happen instead <laughs> of doing any research we'll just have charlie on to yeah, be our expert <laughs> you can just vibe <laughs> but i mean i mean in universe the gossip girl blog is written by a man well yes that's what i mean yeah. yeah. I mean, and He's, I only know that because of Charlie's book. I was yeah. going to say, you saw the spoiler of who Gossip Girl is. Yeah. It's very funny. It, it's funny to watch it knowing that. Sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, you yeah. know, I don't think they knew what they were doing with it. 
And as the seasons progress, there's some storylines where you can really tell they were just like ad-libbing it. Mm. Which you'll see, you know. Doesn't that make you mad? It makes me it makes me offended that it makes me so offended, honestly, that Likewise. Like, give me some credit as a viewer, like, you know, give me something good. It's all it's all it's like millions and millions of dollars go into these shows and you don't have it like written out. Like, isn't that fucked? I don't yeah. know. Like, like, feels like well, it feels like it anticipated. Um, not that they're like super similar, but just yeah, the vibe of like having a billion dollar movie where yeah, it's just like written by like a bunch of monkeys with typewriters. Like, <laughs> that's like the last thing they care about is like a competent script or story structure. <laughs> it's just, it's just so offensive. It's offensive to me. It's like I get. I get why people don't like James Cameron and Avatar, but at least he gives us that. Like, at the very baseline. Like, I guess so. I guess if his, that. <laughs> if his, everything else is shit, like his his design, like everything is technically up to par. His, yeah. his, his eye for design and arts and stuff is not up to par. Like his taste, his taste is bad. Yeah. But his technical proficiency is good. Yeah. Um, Did you see the sequel? Yes. I uh, loved it. Really? <laughs> I loved it. Hmm. <laughs> um, Happy for you. <laughs> I'm glad someone had a nice three hours. Fuck. <laughs> I was on mushrooms. So oh, there you go. That that'll was my help. Mistake. I was hungover post New oh. Year's when I went to see it. And I was just like, because the trailer, I liked the trailer. Um, because it was showing a lot of the water landscapes. So I was like, right. oh, it's giving like Windows 95 screensaver. Like I can sure. just vibe out and watch this. But then I was like, no, this is a terrible movie to watch hungover. Like the frame rate. Yeah, is that'll, that'll game do. vibes, which I found very like startling and like uncanny valley. I don't know. You didn't, you didn't write it. You didn't watch it in the right headspace for sure. Like that's. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it was a shame. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, again, it's not, like, good or whatever, but it's, like, it's, to me, it's, like, it's cathartic to see um, the U- the literal U.S. military just get murked by, like, a whale. Like, that's That's so true. Nice. I liked that. That was a good, like, yes moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love all the memes about the daughter. Um, it's got kind of, like, the hippie vibe with, like, all the necklaces. Yeah. Like... Oh. <laughs> I mean like that's the thing it's like he's hitting at that like problematic woo-woo people sect totally um, um there was a lot of good like montreal centric memes about the daughter he is for <laughs> sure from montreal like more so than like from any oh, new york no. neighborhood like that is montreal oh, no. and has been for 20 years that's what i love about montreal slash hate is you can go there and like it's still yeah just that kind of like 2000s uh hippy dippy like patchouli like montreal i see you (laughs) have you ever been to montreal yes i have but not not since i was a teenager but i'd love to um, but it it sounds like it hasn't changed since. I was a no, I mean people who live there would say it's changed, but by comparison to how quickly mm. Toronto and New York change, I feel like it the vibe is intact. 
Well, you know, that goes to show the power of like being really, really annoying about your nationalist culture. That yeah, absolutely. You, pres- you do preserve a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, it's like, to me, the, the analog is like East Village versus Williamsburg. Like mm. East Village has a much tighter community, tighter culture, um, tighter uh, political Montreal's- organizing. <laughs> Montreal's whole trick is that uh, well, Quebec doesn't allow any corporation to set up shop unless they have French as well as English in their product oh, yeah, descriptions. So a lot of big corporations are just like, no, nah, let's not bother. Like my cell phone service doesn't exist in Quebec because they just like don't, they didn't want to like put the work in to put French in. I, I respect that. I respect that. I respect <laughs> that. I respect the Quebecois musical Starmania a yeah. lot. Oh yeah, we watched that, right? Yeah, yeah. At my house. Yeah. It's like an anti anti gentrification sure. musical. The only the big shitty like underside of that is just a it's like rampant like xenophobia. Oh for sure. Thing. So eh, you know. <sighs> they, <laughs> Very yeah, you, the 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 coalition <laughs> that happened on the East Village is hard to like to like remake, but it was, you know, you got to have a rainbow coalition of freaks defending the culture. That's what you need. Uh, if you have that, you're you're pretty golden for a while until you get too old and all the young people can't live in your neighborhood and take care of you. Yeah, because I always think that when I go to San Francisco, like I love it there. Um, but the co- yeah, the coalition of like stewardship around the local mm. culture and history is all people like 40 years plus because they're the ones who've lived there long enough that they still have the cheap rent-controlled apartments. Right. Like you fully just like don't see people under 30 in San Francisco proper. Yeah. See, yeah, that's the thing. You can have that. You can have that for a while, but if you want it to last forever, you need an international organization of, uh, you know, communists. Uh, um, to enforce, I don't know. Whatever. I feel like Dan Humphrey would be part of that. Oh, would he? <laughs> I want, yeah. I wonder how radicalized he gets by being around all these rich, richer people. Because it's not like he's not poor. Like he's he is firmly upper middle class. Like, yeah, I love. I think we said last time just the fact that they like paint him as like from the wrong side of the tracks, like. <laughs> but he like seems pretty comfy. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! I, I oh my god, Eric! I just realized I, re- I literally wrote, "Dad puts the leather necklace on." Oh, oh my god! Uh, I want to like isolate that clip and slow it down and put music over it. Oh. <laughs> and the last, I guess, the last thing I wrote was, "Her dad is gay." Reveal. So Blair's dad. Blair's dad is gay. Reveal. Oh, yeah, I love that. It's very funny. And I feel like, um, I mean, I feel like that show came out in the twilight years of, like, saying fag in media, you know? Like, it was still mm-hmm. fine to, like, make fun of gay people. But I feel like, I feel like their depiction is, like, not complimentary, but it's accurate of, like, what, like, a rich gay dad would be like. I guess I haven't met him yet, so I'll have to see. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't I think like I've him. met him yet. <laughs> uh, it, it, she just revealed it to 
I guess like as a like, oh, I'm sorry, Serena, you, your brother revealed to me that I fucked up and that this traumatic thing happened. I'm going to reveal to you the traumatic thing that happened to me in the letter that I didn't send you. Oh, yeah. Because I'm afraid of vulnerability. And we're all afraid of vulnerability because we live in a prison (laughs) put in together by our parents or whatever. Um, So, yeah, that was her like kind of let's be friends again. My dad is gay. Oh, yeah, because they're like friends again. Are they friends again by the end of the third episode? Kind of. We'll see. I think we'll see. I don't remember. It changes on a dime. It's really, yeah, I like kind of, I admire the, uh, yeah, just the quickness of it all. Yeah. And I feel like they get, they have a catharsis moment that like, yeah, I feel like the post like is like kind of, I don't know, internet, like pre it's pre-internet saturation, like complete saturation. Right. And I feel like, there's like a lot more moments where it like makes sense that they're having like IRL heart to hearts and shit. Um, and, and moments of catharsis. Um, Mm. but there's also stuff like, you know, um, human statues at a party or whatever. Oh yeah. That was fucked. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that until I rewatched. I was like, Oh, (laughs) it's giving like Gwen Stefani, like Harajuku girl interview vibes. Uh, Yeah. I guess, I guess that, was the rich people vibe of just having well yeah and it's also like the asian girl and the black girl always like as like literal props around blair too like right yeah and they're depicted as being like extra mean but you gotta sympathize because they're probably just like oof you know just like making their they're they're overcompensating to not lose their position with Blair or whatever um, mm. and they're part of her army and they wear the uniform yes <laughs> it's helpful to me as a man to to put it in uh, bat- battalion terms battle <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can break down the episodes with the buds at the bar like these <laughs> 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 are like sports terms yeah exactly. <laughs> um yeah so I guess whatever that's 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 gossip girl it's uh, not again not nearly as not nearly as fun i mean i guess it's like it's not as fun but it heats up in a pretty wild way near the end of the first season like they do a good job of having a crescendo of drama (laughs) okay so it's something to look forward to yeah i am looking forward to that and I am looking forward to 9-11 happening in Sex and the City. Oh, yeah. I forget how explicitly they address it. I feel like it's just like, I feel like it's just offhand remarks at brunch or something, but I could be wrong. I don't know. That's wild, wild but kind of appropriate. <laughs> if that's the case. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I am looking forward to that. And then I feel like what's going to happen, based on what you've been telling me and stuff, is that once it post nine eleven, Sex and the City is going to feel a lot more like Gossip Girl to me. Yeah, That's totally. Right now. And um, and I think the the main actresses, many of them became producers on the show, so the lines start to blur between their characters and how they are in real life. Like they just start to become like 
just like a bunch of rich ladies, which is fun in its own way, but it's different. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I feel that. Yeah, that's, that's a different relationship to the role for sure. God. So uh, much to look forward to. Oh my God, we're just getting started. Well, let me, I'll introduce our, our, um, our segment. We have a segment and um, a theme and it's going to play um, right now. that was our our uh theme uh love and labels love love or labels label or labels or love <laughs> um who which characters of the, of the shows did you identify with mm. hmm i never think i had enough about this um but i'm cool. feeling i'm feeling like kind of a carry this week um because I'm like in writing mode for comic stuff, which always makes me feel like an obnoxious like reporter or observer on things. That makes sense. So. <laughs> I feel like Carrie because I'm smoking a cigarette watching porno. Oh. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've, been wa- I've been watching a lot of like um, Warner Fassbender movies. He he did like Carol and oh, love that. Uh, Queen. Holy shit. Total Queen, yeah. Uh, or like, I was watching some Shuji Teriyama movies, which are basically yeah. porno a lot of the time. I um, watched this great. He was friends with Fastbinder Rosa von Pronheim, um, right. yeah. like yeah, yeah. documentarian. I can't find it anywhere online. Uh, there was a there was a film festival of his films in New York last year, and I was sad I wasn't there for it. But he has this really seminal documentary from the early seventies called army of lovers which is just like written about like or filmed about gay life in the u.s but at a time when like no one was really filming that yet um he's a really good documentary on like the aids crisis in new york where he interviews like diamanda gallas and a bunch of people um but the fun thing i watched of his that felt more fast bindery was uh this like short film from the late nineties that has Jeff Stryker, the porn star in a starring role. Wow. Um, it's on YouTube. It's called, will you be my bratwurst please? It's very funny. Oh yeah. You posted it for everybody. Yeah. I love what that damn. Yes. It's Hell good yeah. times. <laughs> I'm going to watch, watch that and smoke my little vape and be like Carrie. Yeah. At the art, at the art show. What do you do? You have anything coming up that people should know about? Um, the Sonic Party has a date. It's the fifteenth of April. Um, Kelsey's event that for Cyberludes is coming up on St. Patty's Day. That's sooner. That's very soon. Um, I don't know. That's all I got going on. That sounds great. Yeah, I think I will be in New York in early April for Mocha. Because we'll have some advanced copies of my poster book, 2AM Eternal, which will be my first time seeing it IRL. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I was saying to you earlier, I always felt like MoCA was a bit of a prohibitive festival in years past. Because I think like the exhibiting fees kind of high and it's like, I don't know, just seemed like high stakes. But now that I charge a cover too. Yeah. Ew. I mean, it's you should gross. all go. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> I think I'm doing a panel, so everyone come nice. through. 
God. <laughs> gonna follow up about that, I guess. But yeah, I'll be at the Secret Acres table. Um, they make really good stuff. Um, they did Edie Fake's graphic novel, uh, Gaylord Phoenix, which was like um, one of my favorite things. So it, it made me want to make era con- era defining totally yeah completely completely yeah I feel like everyone our age like came up with it and were super inspired by it Edie's the best um that rocks I should order copies for the bookstore oh um, my god yeah I feel like they would definitely do well there yeah um for sure. Um, yeah, I guess I guess that's all that's all with us this this week. We'll see about maybe picking up the pace. I don't know. I like I I I don't know how much time I have to watch more at once, but eventually when I it's like I guess when I do I'll just I'll I'll see. I'll see how Yeah, yeah keep me posted on how marathony you're feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz you know, it's easy to watch quite a few in a row. <laughs> if you've got like 4 hours where you want to poison your brain, I'm like who doesn't No, it's so that? true. <laughs> I'm recovering from this cold. Maybe maybe I'll get started. Yes. Perfect Jesus. time. Um until next think, time, Upper East Siders. XOXO. <laughs> XOXO. Oh,